before we go anywhere, just now, we just want to say a prayer to all, all our viewers watching us currently in every part of the world where you're watching us from. Grab your family, grab everybody, let them have a sit, and let us say a prayer right now. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you, Lord Jesus Christ, as you are the source of all information. You are the bringer of life and the giver of life. Lord God, we pray that tonight, O oh God, open the streams of wisdom unto us, that we may learn something new from the heavens, something that will help us in our walk with you, O oh God, to maintain our spiritual life, never to lose it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow, I see I see a lot of people busy watching with us from different places. Emmanuel Masango says, I'm ready. Uh, Tanyani Matata says, I'm live. Tevin says, we are ready, sir. Praise God, praise the Lord. Praise Jesus Christ. It's nice, it's nice. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Everybody says I'm live, everybody says I'm live, everybody says I'm live. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord God. Watching from South Africa, Joseph Gosi, I'm happy to be part of this today. Praise the Lord, praise God. Tepo or Shani says I'm watching. I'm watching. Please let us know where you're watching us from. Let us know where you're watching us from every part of the world. Prosha Mawila says Amen. Rejoice says I'm here daddy. Praise the Lord. Uh, Andre says, I can hear you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Wonderful. Wonderful. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. It's great. Limpompo, South Africa. Tefluo. That's good. That's good. North Pretoria. Gauteng. Tanin. Wow. Wow. Johannesburg. It's amazing. It's amazing. Praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Gracie Machado says, Praise the Lord Prophet. I'm from India. India is also in the house. Hallelujah. So, without any further ado, you've been asking, How do I maintain my spiritual life? How is it that I can get to a point one time I'm so high for God and another day I'm too low? To such an extent, when you read in the book of Revelation, chapter number 3, it talks about the Laodicean church. It says, I have one thing against you, that you're neither hot nor cold. And because you're neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. It was better if you were hot. Now, so what does that mean? It means that in our spiritual life, there is a point where we get to be so high. One day you want to you wanna so, be in prayer so much, you are hugged up by the things of God. Then you get to a point where everything just goes down, flat out. And you're wondering, how is it possible that I can maintain my spiritual life? How can I be always high? Wow. It's a nice question. Nice question. And we're going to be dealing with it today one step at a time to basically unfold it as it is so that you can have a clear understanding today and a clear direction of how you can get there. Praise God, praise God everybody. So please, please grab your Bible, grab, grab your Bible, grab your Bible wherever you are, grab it. So 
made a great confession with me. He said, this is my Bible. It is the word of God for my life. And God's final authority over my life. Say, I believe it with everything in the inside of me. So Lord Jesus, tonight teach me your word. And open my eyes, the eyes of my understanding, that I may understand everything that you are about to give unto me tonight. In Jesus' name. And I believe as you have said that, may your eyes of the eyes of your understanding be opened. Hallelujah. Now, as you have said that great confession, please turn me to the book of Revelations, chapter number three. Revelations chapter number three. Revelations chapter number three, verse number 14. If you found it, say, I am the man of God. Revelations chapter number three, verse number 14. Right. It reads as follows. It says, and unto the angel of the church of Laodicea, write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knoweth not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed. And that shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and I know thy eyes with eye slaves, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chastise. Be zealous therefore and repent. Be zealous therefore and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, if any man hear my voice. Now, he does not say, if any man hear my knock. He says, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the church. Now, he's talking about lukewarmness right here. He says, now to the church of the Lord, do you see right this? I, I, I wish that you were hot. But because you are neither hot nor cold, but you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Now, what does that, that mean? It means maintenance is not there. This kind of a church failed to maintain a particular temperature. They failed to maintain a temperature of hotness and they failed it. And as a result, they became lukewarm. They became a, a sum additive of hot and cold that became lukewarm. Now you may ask yourself, then what is it that I am unable to maintain my spiritual life. One day I'm hot for God, the next day I'm just too cold. One day I'm serious, the next day seriousness has departed from me. It is because of one thing. Number one, we're going to deal with what we call environment. 
environment plays a big role. The environment that you are in plays a very big role. Now, if you boil water and take the water that you have boiled, put it in a normal room temperature, remember the boiling water, the boiling pot of water is 100 degrees Celsius. Now, if you put the same boiling water that is, was at 100 degrees Celsius, the moment you remove it out of the heat that it was in and place it in a room that is about 25 degrees Celsius room temperature. Now, you started to have what we call the law of osmosis, where particles move from a highly concentrated area to a lowly concentrated area until equilibrium is reached. Now what does it mean? Particles will move from a higher place, which is the 100 degrees. They'll move from the 100 degrees Celsius, the boiling point of water, will keep on moving down and moving down until they reach the room temperature, the equilibrium of the room temperature. Are you getting this? Now, same thing applies with our spiritual walk with God. Condition and environment plays a big role. Your environment plays a very big role. If you surround yourself with people that are not as spiritually minded as you are, you surround yourself with people that don't have the same mindset as you do, basically what's going to happen is that you are the highly concentrated one and you are going to keep on losing particles. And you're going to be joined together with the same folks, which is the world. Now watch this. Then the Bible says, be careful. Because friendship with the world is enmity with God. Friendship with the world is what? Enmity with God. So which means when I become one with the world, when I mingle with the world, a part of the world enters me. Particles of the world will definitely enter me. And particles for me will also definitely enter them. Then equilibrium will be reached. Now, you, 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 may understand, you may ask yourself this, why is it that when I boil a cup of tea, to make tea, maybe we can talk about 25 mils, right? 25 mils, put it in a room that is 250 square meters, and the temperature of that particular room is 25 degrees Celsius, and 25 mils of the cup is 100 degrees Celsius. Now, I can tell you the truth that 100 degrees about 250 square meters in a room. Then I heard that 25 mils is not able, is not enough to make the whole room 100%. It will lose concentration. Now imagine you have 50 friends who are heathens. They don't believe the same God that you believe. They don't do anything that you do. And then you are just about 25 mils. You are trying to change 5,000 people outside. And you mingle with them every day. They keep on polluting you with their talk. They keep on polluting you with their actions. They keep on polluting you with everything they do. At the end of the day, you are going to lose particles. What started as 100 degrees Celsius is going to lose temperature and go and become equivalent with the world. And all of a sudden, you start to see Christianity in the same views of the heathens and the atheists. You are going to start see everything because the people that you mingle with, the environment that you mingle with, is already telling you how it's supposed to be done. So that's the first, that's the first impediment to spiritual growth. The reason why we, don't, we are unable to maintain our spiritual growth is because we are allowing people, too much people who are not of the same faith with us, to be with us.
And so as a result, we get to a point where we mingle with different kinds of people on a daily basis, expecting them to change. And at the end of the day, they change us. That's what the Bible says. Know ye not that bad company corrupts good morals. So no matter how much company I keep, as long as they're bad, no matter how good I can be, my good morals will be corrupted at the end of the day. Why? Environment plays a big role. Number two, diet. Diet. Now you understand that for you to grow each and every single time, you need to eat. For you to grow. T take this example. When you were a baby, when you were still a baby, still an infant, you need to breastfeed from your mother's breast so that you can have milk every single time. Now the milk that you kept on sucking out from your mother is the milk that gave you adequate growth because it was carrying enough nutrients, it was carrying, carrying enough uh, vitamins to help you grow as a baby. Now understand this. Now turn with me to the book of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter number 2, 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter number 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, if you found it, shout, I found it. Just write, I found it, I definitely found it, I found it, I found it, I am there. 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 1, number 2. Now it reads, Wherefore, laying aside all, number 1, malice and guile and hypocrisies, and envious and all evil speaking. Now, before I can go further, now, why would the Apostle Peter talk about such things? Because he knows there are factors that limit your spiritual growth. There are factors that can inhibit, inhibit your spiritual growth. The first thing he talks about is therefore laying aside all malice. Malice can inhibit your spiritual growth. Number two, guile. What is guile? The ability to keep sinning the inside of you without confessing it, without repenting. Now you keep on walking, but yet you are dirty inside. You don't want to repent from your sins. You want to, you're, you're a Christian, but you still walk in sin. You're not living a holy life. Nothing is moving in your life, and you're wondering, what's wrong with me? Maybe I'm cursed, maybe I'm like this. But yet there is guile inside of you. So... Another fact is hypocrisy. Now, what is, what is hypocrisy? Hypocrisy is when I am able to say the opposite of what I do. And this is, a, this is what many Christians do. We know what to do, but we don't do what we ought to do. We know the right things, but do the wrong things. You know you're supposed to pray, but you were sleeping. You know you were supposed to fast, but you were eating. You know, you're supposed to do, you know the right things to do, but you don't do them. And at the end of the day, you ask yourself, why is it that I can tell people what to do, but I don't do it? I remember one day, one of the good days, I, I visited a friend of mine who was a doctor. Who is a doctor, basically. So, he's like to me, man of God, do you know that smoking is bad for your health? It can damage your lungs. I thought, wow, okay, wonderful. And I'm like, ah, it's like, you know, I deal with different patients every day and they smoke and I keep on advising them, don't do this, don't do that. I'm like, no, you're doing a very good job. Until he went by a corner and took on a few cigars. 
I'm not. He's advising people not to smoke, but he's smoking. So at the end of the day, that is becoming hypocritical. Because you are telling people the right things to do, but yet you are doing the opposite. And this is what the Apostle Peter is trying to warn the believers who want to grow spiritually. He says, therefore, laying aside, meaning that no longer do this, lay them aside. Lay it aside. Therefore, laying aside all God. Another factor that kills envy. You envy a good life. You see Beyonce on TV, Jay-Z or whoever that you see, you admire to be, you envy their lifestyle. And immediately you want to copy what they do. The luxurious house they have, the luxurious cars they have, you want that particular lifestyle, you envy it. And as more you envy, you are moving out of the own will of God and going to a different lifestyle that's not yours because of envy. Now you start to grow an appetite way beyond the appetite of the Word of God and way beyond the appetite that can maintain your Christian ethics and maintain your spiritual life's ethics for your growth. Now you start to go unto, unto, unto different uh, uh, lifestyle, you do engage yourself in different habits that are so harmful to your spiritual life. And you are wondering, why am I not praying the way I used to pray? Because when you are praying, you feel like it's not coming too fast. Then at the end of the day, what do you do? You try to get it with your own power, with your own strength, with your own mind. Yet the Bible reminds us, not by might, not by power, not by strength, but, my, my, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, what you try to get by your strength, the more is the more you are going to fail, and the more you're going to fail, the more you're going to get exhausted. You're going to feel like God is not answering you. And then what is, what is going to happen? Your prayer life is going to go down. The way you used to fast is going to go down. The way you used to read the Word of God is going to go down because you feel like I am pushing too much, but yet I'm not getting enough. Are you getting this? Now, that is what envy does. The second thing says evil speaking. Now, you understand that words are objects. Whatever evil that you speak, it materializes in the natural. The Bible says, as he is, so are we. When you look at God, God created the whole world with what? Words. He said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, to divide the waters from the waters. And it was so. It was God who spoke this with his words from the beginning. Are you getting this? That's why when you go to the book of Hebrews chapter number 11, from verse number 3, it says, by faith we believe. Right? That the world was framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen or things which do appear were made of things which are unseen. What are the unseen things? Words. So when you speak evil, evil speaking produces evil results. When I'm speaking evil, I may not see the evil, but the results become evil in my life. And it is the more it identifies my spiritual life, the more it identifies everything that I do. So, make sure that you get rid of evil, spe evil speaking. Then verse number 2, he says something very important. He says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Meaning that if I want to maintain my spiritual life, I need to keep on the word of God. So the word of God is very, very much important. I need to always be on the word of God each and every single day. Read the word of God. Wake up with the word of God. Sleep on the word of God. 
Each and every single time, be on your word. Read your word. Read your Bible. Know what God says. Why? As newborn babies, understand that when I'm just born again, I should desire this word more than any other thing. I should desire to know the word. These are the basic blocks of my spiritual life. The foundation of my spiritual life. Now, you'd realize one thing that milk is very sufficient for the growth of an infant, the growth of a baby. Any baby with no milk suffers what we call koshioko. Now, what is kwashioko? Let's, let, let's, let's get there. What is kwashioko? Now, kwashioko is a result of a severe malnutrition of lack of protein and usually calories as well. This is what uh, medical news today has to say. It says, a child may sometimes have a continued cereal or grain-based diet that may have some calories but lack sufficient nutri nutrients and proteins. It says protein, proteins are responsible for maintaining fluid balance in the body. Without proteins, fluid shifts to areas it should not be. Now, and you don't understand, this is kwashioko, condition of malnutrition. Now, you don't understand, what are the symptoms of kwashioko, right? Children with kwashioko are often extremely emancipated or thin, but not always. Some of the symptoms of a child with kwashioko may include the following. Number one, loss of appetite. Now, what is loss of appetite when you don't just, when you don't want to eat anymore? So, let's take this spiritually. When you see that your spiritual life is, grow, is no longer growing, it's because you have now lost appetite, which can be a symptom of spiritual kwashioko. You no longer have a desire to read the Word of God. You no longer have a desire to get into the Word of God. Loss of appetite. That's what the Bible says, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every way that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You no longer have a desire anymore to eat. The appetite that you used to have to wake up, read the Word of God. In the afternoon, read the Word of God. At night, read the Word of God. The appetite goes. It's a symptom of what? Spiritual the second thing it says changes in hair color where it may look yellow or orange changes in the hair color now what is that change in the hair color that's your covering hair represents what covering changes in the hair color so your covering right now the way you used to see your covering the way you used to see leaders of faith the men of God you no longer see them as they were men of God. You no longer see them as anything. You no longer value what they say in your life. You no longer value the words of direction. You no longer value the words of you rebuke anymore. You get offended at anything that comes your way. What? Change of hair color. Another symptom of what? Kwashioko. Third symptom. Dehydration. Now dehydration is a state where you lack water in your body. Are you getting this? Instead, where you lack water in your body. In other words, water is what life. It also represents the Spirit of God. You now lack the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that gives you hydration, the Holy Ghost that hydrates your body, the Holy Ghost that moisturizes your body, that anoints your body, goes. Now you have lost the presence of God in your life. Then the second thing it says, putting edema or swelling. Another symptom of Koshioko. You begin to swell up. You have too much information that you do not use. But if somebody can come with a pig, you become like a balloon. 
you blow up. Because you have too much information from the word that you used to have before, but it does not help you with anything at all. Alright? Another part says what? Lack of muscles and tissues. Now, what is that lack of muscles and, and tissues? Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number 5. Turn into the book of Hebrews. Now, Hebrews chapter number 5 says something very, very precise. Mm -hmm. Hebrews, 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 Hebrews. We're going to read from verse number 10. Talking about muscles now. It says, from verse number 12. Sorry, verse number 12. Hebrews chapter number 5, verse number 12. Hebrews chapter number 5, verse number 12. Hebrews chapter number 5, verse number 12. So, it reads... It says, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, hmm? when for the time you ought to be teachers, you need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and have become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. That's what muscles. You have such which I have need of milk not of strong meat in other words i i, I cannot I, I cannot have strong meat in my body i cannot choose strong meat because i don't have the teeth for the strong meat the muscles lack of what muscles a symptom of what cause all right all right praise god now we're getting there we're getting somewhere verse number 14 says Verse number 13 says, For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of truth, in the word of righteousness. For he is a baby. Oh. But, but, but Peter just said, Peter just said, as newborn babies, desire the sincere milk of God. Yes, it is good. But understand, if I need to maintain my spiritual life, and if I need to grow spiritually, I can't stay as a baby. I can't keep on drinking milk. And it is funny how they did a study that uh, milk is sufficient for infants. Infants need to drink a lot of milk. Why? Because their bones are still cartilage-like. They are still strengthening up. Their bones are still, you know, developing. And they have not yet solidified. Now, the more, the more, the, the more they drink up milk and the more an adult person drinks up milk, Milk forms what we call lactis in the body. Now what is lactis? Lactis is a state in which the milk that you have drunk stays inside the blood vessels and shrinks the amount of platelets in your body. And hence you, will have a you develop a symptom called, uh, a disease called anemia. Now anemia is where your body lacks sufficient red blood cells. Now red blood cells are what we call platelets that transfer in your body oxygens. So that milk that you took up, too much milk that you take up, creates lactis that blocks up, that blocks up what? The red blood cells. Oxygen level becomes so insufficient in your Oh, maturity. So when I'm now matured, when I'm now grown up, I, now, I no longer need milk now. The things that I used to do, I do them no more. Places I used to go, I don't go no more. 
Talks I used to talk, I talk them no more. Why? I am maintaining my spiritual life. But strong meat belongs to them that are full of age. Even those by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now, when you come to a level of strong meat, you now operate with senses. You are now able to operate with your five senses. You can now see in the spirit, you can discern, you can hear in the spirit, you can discern in the spirit, you can taste. That's, that's what the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Why? It is for what? People that use strong men. People that use what? Strong men. Hallelujah. So, every single time, this is, it, it goes like that. When you need to be maintained spiritual, when you need to maintain spiritual growth, there are certain levels that you need to keep to. There are certain standards that you would need to keep to. There are certain values that you will need to keep to. And make sure that you stick to those principles, stick to those values, no matter what. Hallelujah. You need to definitely stick to those principles. Stick no, ma no matter what. No, 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 no matter what. Now, I want us to go to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. And we, we're going we're gonna to share something together that's so amazing. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. I, are you hearing me, son? Are you hearing me? It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Wow. Fortune B says, this is for me. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Eden Vincent says, that's that one, dead. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one, that one. Praise God. Ishmael says, Amen. Imani says, Amen. Prisca says, I hear you, daddy. Hallelujah. Tyson says, what a delicious food, daddy. <laughs> praise God, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Taven says, teaching good, my father. Praise the Lord, praise God. Uh-huh. We ought to do this thing. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. Let's get, let, let's get this. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. We are teaching about how to maintain your spiritual life. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. Watch this and hear this very, very well. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Oh. So there was a point where Paul could not speak spiritually to the people. What was the cause? Let's find out. But as unto carnal, aha. So he could not speak spiritual things. But he could speak carnality. Why? Why was it like this? Even as unto babes in Christ. He says, because you were nepios in Christ. You were still babies. You could not understand spiritual things. As a result, I could not speak spiritual things. You could not understand it. I had to speak in a kind of way that you could understand because you were still babies. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody. How is it that you can come to a, a, a two-year-old child? Huh? And a two-year-old child asks you, uh, Mommy, Daddy, uh, how are babies brought? What are you going to say to a two-year-old child? Definitely you have to speak carnality. The language that the child will understand. Babies are brought in other place. You drop from heaven. Angels brought you like this. That's the language they understand. Why? Carnality. But when they are of age, then you see this one is now becoming a teenager. And then you sit down with them and say, uh-uh. There's something called a sperm cell and an egg cell. When the two fuse, a fetus is formed. You know, you know I can say, uh -huh, angel, drop it on a balloon. Because they already know what a balloon is. And if you continue speaking like that, 
And the next thing you see, your baby girl comes along with a belly And you're asking, what is wrong? Uh -huh. You kept on teaching as, you kept on giving her what? Milk. When she now desired strong milk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now watch this. He says, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as thou, even as unto babies in Christ. Hey. Even unto babies in Christ. He says, I fed you with milk and not with meat. Ha. Huh. So which means a man of God can see your spiritual level and feed you according to your status. Your spiritual status. Why? Because he has seen that you're not yet grown enough. Because if he can give you something too hard for you, he's gonna crack your spiritual life and it will be an, it will be an easy for you to maintain it. I don't know if I'm doing something. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, oh my god. Praise the Lord Jesus. Ah. He says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For ye too, ye were not able to bear it. Oh. He says, you were not able to bear meat. So one of the things that makes you unable to maintain a spiritual life, you are given meat when you are still a baby. And you are telling him, no, no, no. And you are like, ah, no, this is too much for me. And at the end of the day, you can't maintain it. We are telling you 66 ways to see in the spirit. Yet you have not yet started with chapter number one of the book of John. There should be a transition for you to maintain your spiritual life. Hallelujah. There should be a transition. The second thing goes like this. It says, I fed you with milk and not with meat. For yet too you were unable to bear. Never, ye, ne, never yet now ye are able. It says, but now you are able. The time when I was coming to you, you were not able to bear it, but right now you are more able to bear it. Mm -hmm. It says, for ye I for ye are yet carnal. Ah! He says, even right now, you can't bear it. After all these years of teaching, you even still now you can't bear it because what? You are still carnal. So another thing that makes you unable to maintain your spiritual life is when carnality interferes with spirituality. Mm. No, 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 no. How then are we carnal? Maybe the Corinthians may be asking. Maybe you are part of the Corinthians today watching me and you will be like, how am I carnal? Now watch this. It says, for ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envies. Oh my God. So if he was still envying another sister because of his growth, and you wish he could fall down. I wish I was like that person. Ah, they think they are the best. Who do they think they are? As long as they're still envy, if you have not yet celebrated your brother's success, your sister's success, and you are still envy, you are still a baby. No matter how many times you babble with, whether you speak with tongues of angels, tongues of men, you are still a nephews. Because envying is still inside of you. And this is why your spiritual life goes on a high bar, on a low bar, on a high bar, on a low bar, and you've not yet maintained it to a particular level. Just for your carnal. Where else there is among you envy? Number two, strives. What are strives? Contentions. Hmm? You are still fighting. In the house of God, one person does not like this one, another one does not like that one. I don't like that person. The way they dress, they think that them. Hmm? I don't like the way they talk. They are boastful, they are ignorant, and they are arrogant. 
I don't like them. They still strive. Why? These are works of carnality. Number two, division. Yeah? There's this group and that group, this group and that group. You have not yet grown spiritually. This is why you'll be high the next day, the next day very low. Why? There is still division. And says, are you not carnal and walk as men? Oh. Are you not carnal and walk as men? He says, these are works of carnality. This, whatever that you're saying, these are works of carnality. No matter how much you want to maintain a spiritual lifestyle, you cannot maintain it because why you are still carnal. And to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life. Now watch this. He says, for while one said, so long as one says I am of Paul, and another says I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? When there's still division, oh, I belong to Providethian, oh, I belong to this one, I don't listen to this one, oh, I don't do this one, oh, ah, uh ah. -uh. He says you are carnal. Providethian has no heaven to take you to. Nobody has a heaven to take you to. So long as there are still division among the poor of Christ, Paul says you are still carnal. One says I'm of Paul, another says I'm of Apollos. Watch what he says. <laughs> Uh, whom then is Paul? Paul is of no use. Prophet Ethan matters not. Paul is of no use. Who is Apollos? But ministers who you believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. He says, these are just ministers that you believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. They are given to every man. Prophet Ethan that you see today, it is just the man of God that you believe in. Even as God gave to every man. Every man in the world, God has been, God has given them a minister. You are sitting right there, right in your bedroom, hmm? in Chabalala. God gave you a man of God. But he is not God. He is a man of God. Who is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. Now watch this. It says, I have planted Apollos, watered, but God gave the increase. I have planted Apollos, watered, but God gave the increase. Meaning that the increase does not come from the man of God. Increase comes from God. And I'm speaking to you right there. You're a man of God. You've got a church and you're wondering, why is my church not growing and that man's church growing? Increase comes to God. Pray to the Lord of increase, that he may increase your flock. Stop hating on another person based on their progress. Stop hating on another person based on their growth. Maybe you're in business. Maybe you're running something. Stop hating your fellow brethren because of the growth. Pray for the Lord of increase to increase you. If you are still hating, if they still strive contentions, know you are still carnal. No matter how much you want to maintain a spiritual life with God, it cannot be. So then, neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth increase. He says, he that plants is nothing. Even he that waters is nothing. No man of God is very important than God. God is number one. It's only God that matters. So your spiritual life should not be centered around the man of God. 
your spiritual life should be centered around God. Honor and submit under your men of God, but don't worship your men of God. This is why, this is why when, when John the Revelator was taken in a vision and he saw heaven, and the Lord God allowed him to see what is to come, what is to take place. The Bible says, and he bowed down before the angel, and the angel says, See not that you bow before me, for I am thy fellow what? servant. Now the word bow down there, it is not what we do in church where you go and bow down and kneel down to a man of God, lest some of you can say, Oh, yeah, Paul, John, they did not bow down to his man of God. Why is it that this day you bow down to a man of God? The word bow down there is the word prosuchia, meaning to worship. The man was not bowing down to honor, he was bowing down to worship. There's a difference between bowing down to honor and bowing down to worship. So be careful what you're doing. And the man says, no, see that you do not worship me. He never says, see that you do not honor me. He says, see that you do not worship me. Worship God alone, for I am but your servant. And I also said, the greatest amongst us should be your servant. If you want to be great in the works of God, learn to serve somebody. Servanthood makes you the greatest. It's another form to maintain your spiritual life. The day you can't serve somebody is the day you have now become proudful and the day you have become lonely. Servanthood takes you up while masterhood brings you down. The greatest amongst you is he that serves his brethren. Now let's, let's, let's continue. It says, Now he that planters and he that watereth are one. Hey! Talk to you about He that plants and he that waters are what? Are one. He that plants and he that waters are one. Oh my God. He says, For we are labors together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. You are God's building. Oh, according to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. What does that mean? To grow in the spirit. There are certain things that you need to mature. There are certain things that you need. It's good to have milk, but it gets to a point where milk is for babies. You no longer need milk. The more you develop teeth. It is funny. How is it that? How is it that the Bible says it like this? You know, it says, now you no longer need what? Milk. You desire strong meat. And it is funny how with the first set of teeth that come out, we call them milking, milking teeth. Because they come after one breast milk. And milking teeth do not stay for long. They shake. In other words, they can't chew strong stuff. That's why, give milking teeth sugar. Too much sugar. What do they do? They cripple the teeth. And we have people that have been sugar-coated. Eh? You love to be told, receive your car, receive your money. Re the more you do that, what happens to your teeth? Your milking teeth. <laughs> they rot. Two minutes later, you have a gap here. I'm a thief. You're wondering, ah, thief. 
Words can come around. What? You receive too much sugar that crippled your talk. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So unity, 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 definitely. Watch out. Milk and teeth, after a season, they fall off so that maturity teeth can come up. It is funny how the color teeth, no matter how much you drink milk when you're still an infant, the color teeth do not come up. When you're not of age, when you're not mature, the color teeth start rising up and they are too painful. That's why you have a person who says, I am having a toothache. Mm, 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 mm. Oh my God. So if you need to maintain your spiritual life today, make sure fix your environment, fix your diet. What you eat consistently will grow you. Where you are consistently will build you or kill you. Take care of these things and you shall grow spiritually. You shall definitely grow spiritually. And before we can take any questions, I, wanna, I want you to read, to just basically recap everything that we've just done. To sit right now, watch everything, pay close attention, and ask yourself, my God, have I been growing spiritually? Or I haven't? All these years, are you still a baby? Or what? Why? Milking teeth. It's good to have milking teeth, but they can never take you anywhere. You desire to grow, you desire to move in power, you desire to move in miracles. There's a particular level of your spiritual life that you will need to maintain. And if you can maintain it, you will, it will not take you anywhere, no matter what. Now tell me the book of Ephesians right now. Ephesians, 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 Ephesians. Ephesians. Alright, Ephesians. If you found Ephesians, say I got it. If you got Ephesians, just say I got it, I got it, I got it. So we can we can deal with this quickly, quickly. Alright, are you there? Ephesians chapter number four. Ephesians chapter number four. Another, the last tool that you need to maintain your spiritual life always. Verse number 14, it says, That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. But by the seed of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Mm. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body 
unto edifying itself in love. Love is the key to maintaining spiritual growth. Jesus says, the greatest commandment of all is love. Love your neighbor as you love thyself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your body, with all your soul, with everything that is inside of you. And the second that's like it is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love is one of the greatest commandments. And Paul here comes and says, Beloved, dear Ephesians, do not be tossed about with every kind, diverse kind of doctrines. This doctrine, you listen to it. This one, you listen to it. That one, you listen to it. You don't have a steady foundation where you belong. That's what children are after. If you take a child to a mall or a shopping center, they will cry for everything they see. They want this toy. They want this food. They want that. They want everything. Why? They are still children. But when you become an adult, you know this, no matter how good it is, is not good enough for me. This door, no matter how open it is, it is not open for me. When you become an adult, spiritual life, when you want to maintain it, take heed of what I've just said to you today, and you shall grow, and you shall prosper in everything that you do. I pray I've been a blessing to you. I pray for everybody who's watching me right now. I pray that the Lord God may preserve you, and I pray that the Lord God may protect you. I pray that right now as you have been given keys to maintain your spiritual life, may you not be found lukewarm, may you be found always hot before the Lord. I pray that the Lord God may grow you to greater heights in the spirit, may you become spiritual giants. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, may your prayer life be maintained at its highest altitude. May the way you fast be maintained at its highest altitude. May you never go weary in good doing. May the Lord Jesus Christ himself appear to you I pray for spiritual dreams and visions, heavenly dreams. And I pray right now you are heavily protected, heavily defended by the power of the Holy Ghost. May the blood of Jesus Christ cover you. As the Lord God passes by, when he shall pass by, and that angel of death passes by, may you see the blood of not touch you. As he will be busy destroying humanity, businesses, different kind of things on earth. May you be covered in the blood of Jesus. Whenever you see the blood, may you pass by you. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, at this dark hour in the universe that has come and tired man, may you be found so, 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 so holy before the Lord and be prepared for his coming. May the Lord Jesus Christ keep you alarmed and awake in his presence. In the name that's above every other name. I pray for you right now. And I pray for your family. May you be covered. May you be well. In the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray right now, the Lord God, may you keep your people. May you keep everybody in that, in that families. Keep everybody, oh God. Even those that are writing exams, and I pray for them right now, the Lord Jesus Christ, may you preserve them. Give them, Lord God, the right tools they need as they study. Lord God, be, a, be the Holy Ghost that we know you to be. Be the comforter, the reminder. Be here, oh God, that is able to bring unto knowledge of all things, even to remembrance of all things that we have even forgotten. I pray that, Lord God, may as they study, Lord Jesus Christ, may your grace and your kindness and your desire be upon them. And I pray for all astral projectors. May them, they be blinded in the name of Jesus. Every demonic mirrors. I pray right now may it be broken. As the travelers, stargazers, in the name of Jesus Christ, my 
block their ways. I block their channeling and their enchantments in the name of Jesus Christ. Manipulators of dreams in the name of Jesus Christ. May their ways be blocked. I pray for each and every doorway of the spirit of the devil. Demonic doorways that are opened. I decree and I declare in the name of Jesus. We cover our bodies with the blood of Jesus Christ. We cover our families with the blood of Jesus Christ. We cover our lives with the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, be God in our lives. Show forth, show that you are strong. Arise, O oh Lord, and Lord, oh, let all your enemies be defeated. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for answering us, O oh God. Thank you that you answer us always. But Lord, do this for your people that they may know that you are God and that you reign forevermore. That you are alive forevermore. And you are coming back to take your church. In Jesus' mighty name. We bless you, Lord, and we worship you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you. Bless you. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful morning. God bless you. Shalom.